Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Day one. <sighs> Tough going. I think the minute you stand still is the minute you're dead. Day two, um, 48 hours done now. Uh, three full days down, 72 hours in. Four full days in. Doesn't matter, just keep driving forward. Day five. Uh, our five days done. Maybe it's been bred into me, but I've always had a, a curiosity to, to explore the world. Day 56, eight weeks, done and dusted. Mood is good, spirits are high. Day 43, done and dusted. Day actually. 32, done and dusted. Anything and everything is, is achievable. Yeah, this is going to be fucking epic, man. This is only 24 hours in, and um, yeah, it's tough. My name is Damien Brown, and welcome to Deep Roots. I'm going to start today's podcast by sharing a technique I use to prepare well for my day, um, prepare for expeditions, prepare for challenges, to prepare my awareness, generally to achieve things in life. And that is the powerful technique of visualization. The purpose of using it today is to bring you guys into a kind of deeper awareness, a deeper understanding of what I would have been living and having to deal with at this point, which is day 46 um on the expedition and to kind of um, unveil or or kind of show you how i discovered this uh strange solution to the stress and the, the physical duress and the kind of constant discomfort and the monotony of the situation 
So um, it would be great, like in an ideal scenario, you'll be able to close your eyes and kind of um, visualize yourself in what I am going to attempt to describe using um, all five senses uh, to kind of fill in the details and the colors and the imagery and possible um, feelings and sensations that uh, would have been happening at this point. So we are going to use an outlook. We're going to use two outlooks. So to start with, we're going to use third person outlook. So if you can imagine uh, this tiny seven meter boat Darien uh, in this vast ocean and you are looking down on yourself on the deck, rowing away, nothing around you other than water. So that is the starting point. That is setting the scene of the visualization. Now we're going to go into first person outlook so you are looking through your own eyes and what you see is your legs fully extended in front of you on the you are on the rowing seat and you're at the end of your drive or the drive portion and your legs are fully extended in front of you and your hands are um, in underneath your belly so what do you feel so you feel the you have right now you have five points of contact with the boat let's start with the first one you feel both your feet in the foot pads and as you start to pull yourself in with your hip flexors um, into the catch you feel um, yourself absorbing power into your legs through those foot pads up your legs into your hips you feel a brace in your stomach you feel your chest slightly sticking out towards the cabin hatch in front of you and that's what you see you see this cabin hatch and you've been looking at it for 46 straight days there's 418 names printed in white around the orangey red paint on the cabin hatch on the bulkhead and beyond that you see the sea making swelling moving making hundreds of thousands of different shapes every minute and beyond that you see the sea touch the sky with the horizon and now you drive out of that position and you hear the squeak of the rowing gate against the button on the oar because the pressure you're putting through it from that drive from that catch position when you when you initiated the effort and as you're moving back on the seat you hear the wheels move against the rails of the seat and now you're back in the catch and what do you smell <laughs> you smell fuck all if you were inclined enough with your awareness to touch your tongue off the top of your lip you might taste a little bit of salty sweat and then you move back in, then you pull with your hip flexors again, you pull yourself into that catch position, you hear the wheels again, 
and you hear the flags fluttering from that relentless wind that never stops. Night and day, it blows at different intensities, constantly howling. And you hear the distant roar of the ocean, different sized waves breaking and its grumbling and its moods and its shapes and its swells and its constant, constant noise. And you feel your hands now on the oars as you stroke, as you pull yourself through that drive. You bite down on your grip, you're white knuckled, you feel your forearms uh, flex and you pull through the power. Your body is working in one piece of machinery all the way from your core down your legs and reverting back through that bias and through those foot pads back up the your chains your anterior and your posterior chains and right through your chest and down your arms and you propel yourself through your grip and you hear the noise of the squeaky gate with all that pressure you're putting through it again and you drive back into position you stick your head up and you look to your left and you just see that thousands and hundreds of thousands of shapes just in a different direction and you look to your right while you have a moment back there you see the same thing but different a hundred thousand different shapes and they've changed again and again the color is a little bit different in one patch than it is a different shade of blue and now you initiate the pull back in on the stroke again and you bring your awareness to your smell and you try and decipher is there something there what can i smell yeah you smell that sea air and that's all you smell i think and if you were a little bit will if you were a little bit inclined you might say that it smells of health it smells right it smells good it smells beautiful and as you pull yourself in you feel you bring your perception to what you're feeling and you feel your skin and you feel the sun on your skin that beautiful sun it seems to go with the sea air it seems to just feel like it's feeding you positively feeding you positive energy it's just it's just right it just feels natural on your skin and then you load up again and you ask yourself you bring your awareness to one more oh no you don't bring your awareness something is overpowering it Something is demanding your attention. It's not what you see. It's not what you taste. It's not what you hear. It's not what you smell. It's what you feel. And it's overpowering all those other stimuli. And it's your last point of contact. It's not your hands. It's not your feet. It's your arse. And your arse is on that fixed rowing seat and the perception of what you feel is pain and you move in and you move out and you move in and you move out and you hear all those you hear the wheels you hear the squeak you hear the splash of the oars hitting the water but something constantly overpowers it there's a conversation going on in your mind it's the physical discomfort and pain is demanding your attention and that conversation that 
battle, that, that fight, that battle, that daily battle with little to no stimulus. Like you've, you've, you've heard all of those things a million times, like since day, day one to day 46, you've had all those simple four or five noises those simple apart from the changing of the sea state those simple three sites cabin hatch names horizon taste hardly anything apart from if you're eating but we're talking about 11 or 12 hours a day of spending time in your head and fighting this conversation for the last 20 odd days we are painful, we are painful, we are here, we are here, we are painful, and tomorrow will be more painful, and you have 20 more days to go, and we're just going to get more painful and more painful and more painful. That fight, <laughs> that fight, you have nowhere to go, there's no off switch, you have to deal with it. And I had no other stimulus apart from what I was seeing, feeling, smelling, touching, well, and a tasting. I brought audiobooks. On day four, I put one on. I realized you couldn't hear the narration over the wind. I had an iPhone. I had music on it. But the charging cable was in flitters it was hanging on for its dear life and i wanted to keep um keep making my video diaries because i felt they were really important they were just they were important on many many different things i was obviously sending the odd video home i think every three or four days but also i was for myself they became cathartic i was just like venting into the phone as you'll hear in uh, on day 47 coming up so um i didn't want to risk having to use it and then recharge it more regularly because i knew that that cable was like on its last legs and any day it was going to go so um i couldn't listen to the music even though you could hear that or when i could it was a real luxury it was like you know for about 45 minutes uh, at the end of the day you know on that that changeover from um at sunset you know when the sun set because uh, that was always a really tough part of the day when you said goodbye to your old friend so it was just me and me, me against me, me in my own head, and there was no getting away from it, apart from one thing that I discovered as an absolute kind of fluke. It was just a distraction that came up one day and I realized oh this this gets me out of my own head for a little while this gets me away from that conversation that battle that was just such a draw on energy you know like becoming outcome orientated and reverting back to you know what was in my control and the present and staying there for a little while and then the pain overpowering me and then recognizing the conversation that was gone negative again and become outcome orientated or become disempowering and just reverting back using one of the four controllables and that constant fight you know um and uh 
and uh, I stumbled on something one day uh, that helped me for a little while and it was singing (laughs) just bursting into song about what I was seeing there was no rhyme to it there was no reason to it it was whatever was in my stream of consciousness that was getting put out into the world in a version a really disgusting version of a song so welcome back to deep roots welcome to day 46 enjoy Day 46 is now done and in the bag uh, I managed to, uh, I managed 40 miles um, and uh, uh, it was a tough finish there towards the end. Um, the, since uh, since waking this morning I, uh, I saw that the conditions weren't great. We seem to have a wind coming from like the northeast or the north even and uh, it's pushing me south which I don't really want to go. So I just hopped on the oars and I just kind of rode there for basically four and a half, four or four and a half hours and then took a tiny break, just had a couple of snacks. So haven't had time to, for breakfast or anything, so breakfast and lunch together. Uh, here we go, what's breakfast? Uh, scrambled egg, potato and mixed pepper. Uh, I've been out here 46 days, I reckon that is the 26th time at least I've had that for breakfast. Um, so uh, whenever I pull out a bag with a little bit of variety, uh, I'm always pretty happy. But uh, don't know, it needs a bit of salt and pepper and maybe a bit of hot sauce. But uh, of course, I forgot all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, nothing to report. Uh, just grinding, grinding. I'm literally singing a song to myself uh, about grinding uh, half the time, just to. Uh, just keep myself on track like I'm uh, busting my balls for the, those 40 miles but um, I'm consistently getting them and, and that's all I can ask for so uh, 46 is in the bag uh, 47 it'll start now so yeah I suppose the days are tipping on aren't they like 47 two more 48 49 and then we're seven weeks done um, and uh, nothing major to report uh, I have an hour off now between one and two every day and uh, I just want to uh, basically eat as quickly as possible, boil the water, uh, hydrate the food, eat, I'll have breakfast and lunch now together uh, and then if I can get and manage to get 20 minutes, 25 minutes sleep after just doing a round of the boat and checking a few things, uh, great. So, um, yeah, uh, the sores are okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's still, uh, it's still is kind of, um, an unknown how long they last, but, uh, yeah, for now, the holes are getting bigger, let's say, on the, uh, on the pad, so, uh, but, uh, anyway, I can row, right? That's the main thing, so, um, little by little, we're getting close to Antigua, and, uh, every stroke counts, every minute on the oars count, and, uh, yeah, we keep, Keep plugging away, keep persevering, and just don't give up, right? Alright. So the singing worked an absolute treat. It just, it, it got me away from that conversation, you know, that one that was all around uh, 
the sores and the discomfort they were creating and the pain they were the perception of the pain that they were having um, that I had and the power over my mind and what I focused on around that and you know that that dialogue that like we're here we're painful and we'll be worse tomorrow and there's 20 days left so coming out of the cabin and just singing about what I was seeing what I was doing in this in this in that video just gone I talked about grinding I'll save you guys the actual tune because it was horrendous or what I was seeing in my mind or what I was feeling or anything that came into my kind of awareness and consciousness it was coming out in some sort of you know um weird sequence of words that you know probably is a very very long stretch to describe as a song but i think for all of her associations i think we we get it anyway it was just this kind of jumble of words and tones and it didn't matter it didn't matter it was something for me to concentrate on something to get me away from my mind and that conversation that i had been focusing on you know which was all around the discomfort and the pain and yeah it was it was just it was a different it was a distraction it was a different distraction or a different stimulus for me to concentrate straight on for a little while and it was a solution I would have never ever ever seen um, unless you know I was in this situation and living it and experiencing it and coming up with this um, <laughs> necessity is the mother of invention right well here, this situation necessitated uh, me um, inventing um, a different st stimulus for me to concentrate on and voila um, it was singing these um words and visions and imagery and what I was seeing and what I was doing and it worked it got me out of my head and it got me away from that emotional draining kind of state that I was in that was you know it was tough it was really 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 tough to deal with that um constantly because like I said at the start there wasn't much other stimulus I also said in the in that opening piece was that you know the phone was becoming really important to me as a kind of not just around video diaries but at this point now I'd start to kind of take almost what comes up um video messages you know to capture and to document the happenings and it also worked as a type of catharsis for me when in reviews yes but also other times I just grabbed it and talked uh, when I was having really challenging times or when something um, later on I know in the 50s there's one video in particular where I um, I suppose have some clarity real clarity true actions on things that are very powerful so um, on day 47 uh, was one of those days where I um, I just grabbed the phone and I was having a fucking shit day and I just vented into it. Here's the, here's the audio of that video. Enjoy. Um, uh, somewhere in day 47. Shit day. It's amazing. It's amazing what can make you, uh, you know, uh, slump. Maybe is the word. I haven't I haven't been bothered about the distance up until now, and then 
was just doing some calculations and I realised I'm, I'm just coming up to three quarters done and fuck me, it knocked me, man. Uh, I think... I don't know, just, just having a fucking shit there. Struggling. into the night and I'll, I'll get my 40 miles and give a fuck but uh fuck me it's uh it's weird the way you can just get fucking just one little thing one little sentence one little word one little thought and just throw ya I'm normally so fucking ah, I am what I am I suppose right now I'm I'm in a fucking So there's quite a bit to unpack in that uh, audio. The two minutes and ten seconds of a bit of a vent, a bit of a kind of uh, unloading of emotions, negative emotions and thoughts and just trying to get them out of me and into the phone. And, and that's what it became quite valuable for at times to be able to do that when you have nobody else to talk to. You can just get it down and also document what you're going through, but also like, you know, like I said earlier, use it as a kind of form of catharsis. So, um, I've picked out three things I wouldn't mind getting into a little bit um, just of, of, of kind of what I was saying there to kind of I suppose unveil a little bit of the psychology behind it so the first one is and I'm quoting myself here as kind of uh, narcissistic as that may sound but uh, anyway for the for the process of the podcast I said uh, one little thing one little sentence, one little word, one little thought can just throw you. What I was talking about there was I remember this kind of flag uh, hitting me, like something flagging up when I thought like oh, I'm coming up to three quarters done. And then that that meant I had a quarter of the distance left and what the, the amount of numbers that was, like the distance that was. And then um just getting this real negative feedback that like just sucked the life out of me around that almost comparing what i'd gone through and put into that three quarters and what i had to come and the state i was in at that moment psychologically but also physically and it just it, it just knocked me out of the water like i you know i, I didn't have any of my usual uh, tools or resets available already or aware of them to, to use them uh, i just remember kind of going into a, a very negative kind of place and that just shows you the power of our thoughts when we are focused on something that is not in our control like I couldn't do anything about 
this was day 47 i couldn't do anything about day 48 or day 58 or mile 120 from the finish or mile 20 from the finish until i was in those moments we can only control that present moment and when we focus on things like numbers we are immediately disempowered and i I feel just because of the state I was in, I just wasn't able to redirect my mind to something within my control because I was just, I was nearly looking, I would say I was nearly looking to be a victim, you know, a little to blame or to feel sorry for myself. And I've noticed this time and time again. I've come across this in my trainings, you know, when you're in the middle of uh, brutal sessions on the erg or at the moment training for Everest I'm doing these big long heavy loaded slogs on the um, the rolling stepper and uh, your mind just goes into kind of future thinking like in terms of like it's focus on the the outcome and just to to stress yourself um, and to to make it stop and get back to a comfortable position and, and you have to redirect and you know I've seen it on erg sessions time and again and I see it actually as well often in if you're doing high sets um, in on of resistance training you know uh, that um, your mind will uh, start focusing on the number and the number of reps if you're doing 25 or you know if you're doing 50 like a, some sort of walk and lunge you know it'll, it'll start going to the outcome and it's up to you to you can't do anything about that it's up to you to redirect your mind to this present moment and what is in my control right here right now and concentrating on controlling that and that brings that that re-empowers you or empowers you um and and that's what happened here i was just focusing on number it, it just it, it really it ruined me you know i've actually speaking of that i've heard like louis simmons talk about that he doesn't count right like louis simmons is the founder of Westside barbell and they do a lot of high um rep sets on their dynamic effort days uh lower limb stuff you know sets of well whatever i've i've heard them talk about sets of up to 125 but they also do what he says is he, he's found that it's better not to count the reps um because it's disempowering and you become outcome focused that means the quality of each rep diminishes dramatically because you are just trying to get through them where what you should be concentrating on is the finest detail of every moment of that rep and trying to get every little bit of quality out of that rep um, because that's what adds up it's not doing the reps just because you're doing the reps doesn't mean you're getting the outcome you want um, it's concentrating on the moment of each rep and and i have a, a great cue i love to go to around that uh, before training sessions when i have lots of reps i queue up um, every rep is a chance to get better so that keeps me present that keeps my perspective correct and right to get the most it keeps me patient it keeps me focusing on and concentrating on what is within my control so i get the most out of it uh, and i know and it's something i've employed off the back of reading a little bit of um uh west side barbell training uh, philosophies and following it is that they do time sets instead so they, they don't count the reps they might do three minutes two minutes three minutes or i think i've heard them talk about five minutes i have never got to that but um 
So they don't count the reps, they just focus on the quality of the reps. And when the time's up, the time's up. Um, now, it, you know, you probably come focused on the time as well. But again, it's just about redirecting your mind back to that present moment and focusing what is within your control uh, or concentrating on what is within your control. And uh, and that's what I wasn't doing at this moment. And it just drove me into a slump um, and having a shit day. I also was interesting to kind of read behind the lines a little bit and see a slight contrast in my self-talk okay like so I was telling myself I was fucking fed up and I was having a shit day and all that sort of stuff which is you know if you tell yourself that well you're guess what you're going to have it but I was also saying to myself that you know whatever happens today I'm going to get my 40 miles I don't give a fuck I'm going to row into the night and it's going and I'm, I'm not going to let this moment or this slump uh, affect that so you know there was still um, positive self-talk around accountability and standards and um, living up to those parameters uh, and and kind of visualizing them because like I you know you have to to induce that energy to believe it you have to kind of see it and I had said I'm going to row like I had obviously thought about this and said well and I said it out loud I'm going to row into the night so I'd obviously seen myself do that and um, you know having experienced the opposite side of not living up to those standards and those parameters that I uh, self-imposed and having the effects I think I was galvanized not to get in my own way again and not to drop my standards and to go after them and that had induced this um this level of self-talk and visualization if and if I'm being honest I actually hadn't noticed before today watching and re-watching um, these videos to kind of get some shape on how I would kind of link them together for you guys and, and make a story out of it you know because that's that's kind of what I do here in preparing these these episodes and I you know what I just always had this video like I, I quite enjoy this video and I've looked at it many times I don't use it much in in talks or whatever but uh I'd never I'd never really seen that kind of side of it you know I never looked on it with that perspective that actually hang on that language there you know despite my mood despite my body language I know you guys can't see that but if you do get a chance to see the the video on Instagram on the Deep Roots podcast page I'll put it up there and on YouTube you'll see I'm like I'm just slumped you know it's terrible body language which which again is is having an effect a, a minor effect but still um and despite my kind of tone and despite the words coming out there was there was a um i suppose a bit of a silver lining and um and uh yeah and, and i hadn't seen that before now which is which is pretty cool to kind of when you when you're analyzing these things a little bit more um to to kind of um yeah just to see so uh you know i had i had uh well, I had a battle on my hands, and I'm not just talking about the the arsores, but I, I'd been fighting. If you remember the video from day 46, I talked about these northerly winds, and um, I'd been fighting them this day as well. And uh, 
later on in the review I talk about the effects of these uh, these wins so here's the review of day 47 uh, enjoy so I just want to do a quick video on day 47 um, it was um, yeah it was a tough day uh, getting smashed by uh, northeasterlies and then uh, had to make south or we've just been blowing south the load like a, as of now uh, or a good 50 miles off course um, I'm a little bit worried about uh, uh, you know making it back uh, there's still a bit of room to play with according to Ian and 11 but uh, anyway um, what else was I saying yeah, just, you know, the usual issues with the sores up and down the whole time. Can't, can't stay still or can't, you know, sit still. And then when you're um, rowing, uh, you're trying to row kind of across the winds and the waves. You're obviously getting smashed from the sides. That means you're hopping up and down in the seat, which means you're losing your position, which is very, very, very valuable and um, very, very, very... Um, uh, tin on the uh, side of uh, movement, if you get me. I'm not even sure that makes sense. But, uh, you know, a, a quarter a centimeter here, a centimeter there, and you're you're into a painful zone. So, so it's aggravating. But um, you know, I'm at a stage where I don't really give a fuck. You know, I'm just gonna um, just try and just keep grinding and plugging on. Uh, just one stroke at a time, concentrating that stroke, and hopefully you're a little bit closer. And you know we're going to obviously lose a lot of time here today and yesterday and today. But what about it, sure? Um, so 47 was a tough day. There was lows in there. I must say, you know, I felt a bit sorry for myself at times. Which, sure, what good is that as well? Um, you know, it's that's a that's a waste of time in itself. Like you might as well just process things immediately and, and just get back to work like because that's the only thing that's going to help you get to the finish line and that's where you want to be and uh you know good luck to the doc who has to look at my ass at the finish line because uh, it ain't pretty down there i can tell you that so you can kind of see now uh why i was having a tough day getting blown 50 miles uh off course to the south uh, fighting those winds fighting those waves that were hitting the side of the boat because of the winds knocking me off my precious position on the perch that was you know it was it was really really um uh delicate in how i had to place myself and then you know trying to st it was valuable like that position was like you know like when you got it you're like all right how do i you know perfect let's row and then getting knocked off that and having to kind of put yourself back into position and find that perfect position and then the, the uh, another wave knocks you and it, it pushes the sores into the front of the foam and you get a you know get the pain and then you got to refine your position and do that again and again and again and yeah it was just grinding me down and my general disposition was terrible like my you know state my mood my frequency of state was low so it was easy to knock me in and I was concentrating on the wrong things or focusing on the outcome and focusing on it. I was just just a real shit day um so it was pretty easy for me to you know feel sorry for myself but as I said 
at the end well what good was that like you know what good was feeling sorry for myself um when I was eventually able to kind of process some of this crap I was going through and you know the, the answer was none it was the same on day one what good was feeling sorry for myself and like lamenting my misfortunes when I got blown backwards all those times and I made loads of mistakes and mother nature was against me and my body shut down and the answer was none none and having that kind of psychological organization to be able to ask yourself the right questions to kind of give yourself some perspective and some direction back to towards what's important and some control is absolutely paramount uh, and to take fucking responsibility first and foremost to take responsibility for your state and for doing something about it and pulling yourself out of that and that's something i have practiced over and over and over again since i was 17 i haven't always been perfect at it but i took responsibility for my life at 17 and that was the greatest gift I ever gave myself because when shitty moments come up you don't look otherwise you don't look to blame people you don't look to blame systems you don't look for to be a victim of circumstance you take responsibility and you do something about it and that's exactly what I did here and I've done it a million times since I was 17 what's that 23 years and it has been reinforced that's why it's helped me so much in situations like this because I can process it really quickly I don't spend long there. Yeah, it happens. But I recognize it. And I'm able to ask myself the right questions around that to induce some sort of drive, some some sort of direction, some sort of control back into my mind and then get working on that. Question I used to often ask myself around this is, well, what are you doing about it? You don't enjoy the situation you don't enjoy that feeling that feedback that negative feedback you're getting you don't okay well what are you doing about it what are you doing about it that's where the work comes in that's where the effort comes in and that's what i did i did something about it and i wrote and that's it for this week folks Thanks as always for listening and I hope you enjoyed it. If um, if you did, maybe you'd like to uh, subscribe, like, share, follow and uh, leave a little review. Uh, there's been loads of reviews coming in over the, the last couple of weeks. So thanks um, to everyone who's taken time out of their day to write a few words into the the Apple um, or the iTunes or the Apple podcast platform. Much appreciated. And uh, and thanks for the support as always. Um, if you would like to uh, support um, in another way, you can join the Deep Roots uh, Patreon community, which is is growing steadily, which I'm I'm delighted to say, and um, that's just a way of I suppose showing your uh, appreciation for for the podcast and its continued production, which as I've mentioned, we have uh, great plans for, especially around Everest, uh, which um, which I wouldn't mind giving you a little bit of a kind of update on and where I'm at with that and how training is going and all that. So. Everest is meant to be happening about, uh, oh, well, I'm meant to be heading that way on April 1st. The season for Everest is a, all of April, all of May, and um, uh, for commercial expeditions. And uh, that's what's planned for me. Um, I'm going with a company called Jagged Globe. And as we, 
as we sit today, um, I suppose there is elements of doubt around that just due to international um, travel restrictions and lockdowns and, uh, you know, continued, I suppose, effects of the, the pandemic. So um, I am uh, controlling what I can control and uh, I will be very, very prepared uh, if it does come to pass and I do get a shot at attempting uh, Mount Everest uh, this year. So training is going great. I'm in the middle of cycle, uh, well, I'm coming towards the end of cycle one of three cycles and uh, training this week has been monstrous. So there's a huge amount of volume in this first cycle uh, to set a base, you know, and um, there's a couple of sessions in there on day six and day seven, which are just huge. Like, I mean, they're t in total between uh, ready to train, uh, the work element, uh, future prep and some breeding work. You know, you're talking three to three, three and a half hours training um and that's uh yeah it's consistently above two and a half hours but those two sessions one on the erg one on the rolling stepper a loaded session on the rolling stepper are just just monstrous you know and i'm trying to put my mind into those states that it has to be prepared for you know states of doubt states of quit and have the self-discipline to overcome them and concentrate on the right thing so that's a, a big part of this training period is a specific focus on um putting myself into those states of of uh, discomfort of stress of quit of stop of fed up if you want to align it with that question um episode just gone and been able to deal with it you know have the uh, mental redirects and concentrations particularly around the four controllables uh, ready uh, aware of and just the self-discipline as well the self-discipline to know uh, and to to grow uh, from that self-discipline and living up to those parameters and overcoming um, those uh, moments you know and just uh, training those moments and uh, yeah and that's been that's been so so positive my focus around training has been forever has been different level different fucking level this this time around and uh i'm learning i'm i'm, I'm like i'm always learning from training like learning and relearning but in this uh, particular cycle of um uh cycle one uh weeks three and four i've learned so much you know i had the traditional enough week three slump and i figured out some shit around that and i've just been so focused on training and the discipline around it and everything around my uh, uh, daily life and how to kind of direct my mind to the right things throughout the day that gets the most out of those trainings and uh, yeah I'm, I'm really really happy where I'm at and obviously I'm uh, hoping that I get a chance to to give um to, to kind of action out the training and see if it has aided me in being ready there was one other thing actually you know while I'm at that I, I'm going to share with you guys just my week on Patreon so I'm I'm really putting a new f um, a kind of focus on Patreon and putting out quality content on there for for the my patrons if you want and uh, this week just gone I posted um, uh, an article on morning routine and my experience with morning routines positive and negative and what I've learned over about three years of self-experimentation and analysis and um, experience of that so uh, this part one went out this week it was all around why why you do a, 
the big question, I suppose, why you do a, a morning routine. Um, also on Patreon this week, I had the um, the deep roots for controllables, the so the debrief from that session or the behind the scenes um, video and audio, and then I put out my Everest training uh, for my training partner tier, uh, all my Everest training, all the details around that, like down to you know all the ready to trains, the the mindset stuff, the aligned mindset, the, all the deep learning framework around that. So uh, that went out weeks two and three, and then the road to ninety nine point nine, which is a, a kind of um, a specific blog on the the mass loss i'm trying to get so i started 100 days from everest i was like 116.5 and i'm trying to get to 99.9 which is an astronomical push for me that will be the lightest weight i've been since i was probably about 14 or 15 years old so you know i'm somebody who walks around at 120 um you know and when i was playing i was walking around at 125 126 so you know to be under 100 kilos is going to be like it's it's a serious undertaking and it's it's no joke in terms of you know the the effort that has to be put in and the the planning and the strategy and the self-discipline around diet uh, so i'm doing a specific blog on that called uh, the road to 99.9 and i think that was the fourth one of them went out this week so uh, that was my week on patreon and uh yeah that's it i think if you have any questions get them to me there's a couple came in last week and we'll be having uh, another uh q a episode bonus episode coming out um and uh i think that's it as always keep striving for more from yourselves cheers deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.